from NBC5 Chicago. This is the Illinois Voters Guide. I'm Phil Rogers. Today, political editor Carol Marine and political reporter Marianne Ahern are the one politician whose presence looms the largest over the entire political spectrum in Illinois. Carol and Marianne, welcome. That politician, and it almost seems trite to refer to him simply as a politician, is House Speaker Mike Madigan. Carol, for the first time, it seems Mr. Madigan may be in the crosshairs of a real, live, serious investigation by the U.S. Justice Department. It does indeed. A new call today for Michael Madigan to resign as Speaker of the Illinois House. It comes on the heels of a federal criminal information filed against Commonwealth Edison. The utility has acknowledged it paid $1.3 million to secure jobs for people with political ties to Madigan. Mike Madigan has been referred to in a federal deferred prosecution agreement with the utility giant Commonwealth Edison as public official A. He is not charged with anything, but what that vast legal document basically lays out is a patronage scheme by which Commonwealth Edison sent money through lobbyists to hire Madigan allies and keep Mike Madigan happy. Sometimes keeping Mike Madigan happy is not the easiest thing in the world. Maybe we should explain to the uninitiated, should people be listening to this from Mars, Mike Madigan has been the Speaker of the Illinois House since 1983, every year except two years, 95 to 97. By my math, that's 35 total years as Speaker. He's also the 13th Ward Committeeman. He's the Chairman of the Democratic Party. But Marianne, maybe we should tell people, he is the Svengali-like presence through which everything passes in Springfield. Absolutely. Governor Rauner liked to tell a story that when he met with Mike Madigan, and perhaps it was the one and only private meeting, that while they were sitting there meeting, that Madigan pushed over across the table a three-by-five card with the list of governors that he had outlasted. And the clear inference was, I'll outlast you too. Mike Madigan is the longest serving Speaker of the House of any Speaker of the House in the United States of America. He is the longest serving state representative in Springfield. He's he's more powerful than those governors that were on that little three by five card that Marianne recalls was shoved Rauner's way. Before we talk about the federal investigation, Carol, would you explain how is it that Mike Madigan enforces his power? And when I say that, we're speaking of with his fellow Democrats. Through discipline, Phil through discipline, precision, 
and not only understanding the rules by which the legislature conducts itself, but he wrote those rules. And Mike Madigan knows uh, the way a, a mouse in a crawl space knows every corner. Mike Madigan knows absolutely every inch of Springfield and how you pass a bill and how you work in committee. And it's through that intricate, precise, and disciplined knowledge that he outmaneuvers everyone. I think he's a very powerful person and not somebody to take lightly. A lot of people's jobs depend on Mike Madigan and a lot of people's personal livelihoods and um, their reputation depend on not making the speaker angry. And in fact, when the nation has watched organizations like the National Rifle Association put up candidates in primaries against other Republicans to keep them in line. That's straight out of the Mike Madigan playbook, correct? Exactly. Madigan is one of those focused people. You know, everyone in Springfield one day or another tells the story of how Mike Madigan has lunch. He has an apple. every day, and he cuts it carefully in precise pieces and then eats it. Other people order Burger King, not Mike Madigan. That precision, that attention to detail, that fastidiousness is, is all defining in the realm of Madigan. And his focus is so precise that he's the chairman of the Democratic Party, but he really doesn't care about Congress people. He doesn't care about U.S. senators. He doesn't care about the Illinois State Senate. He cares about how many Democrats sit in seats in the Illinois House which for all these years has made him the speaker of that house. And if you are a member of the House of Representatives and you do not stay in line with Mike Madigan, what happens to you? You don't get a Christmas present for sure, Phil. But beyond that, and that is very true, actually, uh, there's a story of, of uh, I think his name was Scott Drury. He was, uh, how dare he, was one of the first to speak out a few years ago against Madigan. And after some, uh, I, I don't know if it was a, sort of a nice gift at the end, a clock of some kind that all the members received. At the end of a session, everyone but Drury received that clock gift because Drury had dared to speak out against him. But let, let's talk about this as well. I mean, the fate truly of every bill, whether it's pension, labor, tax laws, and, and really most importantly, and it's coming up again next year, the chief map maker of the state that draws the lines for the districts is Michael Madigan. Marianne, I wonder if you would take 
our listeners inside the Capitol. You go down there for a legislative session. You're watching the developments from up there on the gallery, and you are hoping to talk to the legislative leaders at some point, and you put in a request to talk to Mike Madigan. What happens? Not much. When the caucus meets, when the Democratic caucus meets in committee, and all of us are waiting outside of that caucus meeting, he might stop, maybe for a moment, but you better be ready to walk and talk at the same time, because he doesn't have a whole lot to say. Carol, I think it's important that we note that this is a person who wields power beyond the Capitol in Springfield. He controls hundreds of jobs uh, that range from Metra to the Bureau of Electricity in the city of Chicago. You bet. It's instructive to dial back. Mike Madigan's father before him was a ward superintendent. Mike Madigan and another formerly all-powerful alderman, Ed Burke, basically had the same trajectory. Their fathers were pillars of the Democratic Party. Their fathers were friends of the first mayor, Daley, Richard J. Daley. And they came up essentially during the same time. And, and let's remember, Ed Burke, under the sweeping omnibus federal probe of political corruption in Chicago, has already indicted Ed Burke. It is only mentioned Mike Madigan by a pseudonym, public official A. But the history, the long-standing history of Mike Madigan has a deep as well as a broad reach across sort of all of the aspects of the party with regard to jobs. And jobs are absolutely key. I mean, that really is where power is. What can I do for you and then you owe me, and because you do owe me, you will make sure I am reelected. I mean, it is a quid pro quo understanding at the deepest, basest reaches. And in fact, Carol, right now, we're on the eve of an election here in Illinois, and one of the races where it's believed he has his thumb on the proverbial scale is for the Supreme Court to which he has just tossed another $550,000 for Justice Thomas Kilbride to be retained. Why is that important? Because Democrats on the Illinois Supreme Court hold a five to four edge over the Republicans. Why is that important? because this year ends in a zero. Zero years are when the census is put together to figure out what the next apportionment will begin to look like or how it kicks it off. And so if Kilbride is not retained, opening the door for a Republican in a district uh, from which he was elected that is turning ever more Republican, it means that Republicans will have potentially um, a five to four majority 
And they're the ones who are gonna vote on whatever map is put together or approve it. So in that case, that $550,000 is money well spent. Money tremendously well spent. Marianne, I want to ask you, in the shadow of this federal investigation, are there some, not only Republicans, but Democrats, rubbing their hands together in Springfield saying, I hope they get him this time? 100%, Phil. And there is already a behind-the-scenes list of who wants to be the next Speaker of the House. As some have dared to say... One of the first was Tara Acosta Howard, who he had given some campaign funds to, but a state rep in the suburbs, that if he did it, he should resign. They, they, they do couch their displeasure, of course, with, you know, first we have to hear if he did it. They would not dare to say even the hint of any kind of wrongdoing would mean he should step aside. No, no, no. He needs to stand up and answer these questions because people have serious questions about those things in any public servant that isn't willing to do that. And I've made that clear. Speaker Madigan is entitled to due process just like anyone else. But for sure, the Democrats are lining up with others, speaking to others, maybe perhaps quietly, of course, you know, but not, they're not voicing this in public. But yes, there is some concern. Might this really be it? They would be shocked, but they want to be prepared. But they also know that if they venture into that quicksand and this isn't it, the reprisals could be very severe. And even if it is it, but not it yet, they're still going to sink in the quicksand because the Democratic Party and the Illinois Republican Party have always relied on their leadership to raise the money to help them run for election or re-election. So Mike Madigan and, and the Republican Party last uh, time around through Bruce Rauner, then the governor, that was the, that was the spigot for the cash. They can't nearly run, raise the, the money that the big guys can. And so they are beholden for their elections or their re-elections virtually every time. You know, Carol, there's, this has always been treated with sort of a wink and a nod down in Springfield and, and a shrug when you try to talk to any of the members on the record about it. Um, amusingly, when... Mike Madigan was having his troubles with Rod Blagojevich. I remember Dick Durbin was asked to intervene in that one, and he said, I'd rather go to Baghdad to mediate there than to go to Springfield and try it in that fight. And that remains true today. If you ask Dick Durbin, as, as we did as recently as um, our, our debate forum with the U.S. Senate candidates, why should Mike Madigan remain the chairman of the Illinois Democratic Party to this day, to this moment? Dick Durbin will say, we will wait to see if the U.S. attorney has something to say on this, but Mike Madigan has not been charged with any crime. 
Marianne, when you go to the Capitol, does this investigation loom large over that dome? Well, partly because of the pandemic, and that is a big, we have not, of course, been down there as often. So it does loom large, of course, for the Republicans who are relishing this uh, cloud hanging over his head, who have called for an investigation. I'm not gonna be intimidated by the speaker. A lot of people in Springfield are. And their investigation has now been stalled because the Democrats who control the Special Investigative Committee have said, we're going to now wait until after the election because this is just too politically driven. Whether or not, the if there was any wrongdoing, should he step aside? Uh, even though there have been previous state reps who have faced similar questions and have stepped aside. So yeah, it is, whether we're in Springfield or doing it by Zoom, this comet investigation is not just a cloud hanging over Madigan, it's a tsunami. House Speaker Mike Madigan says he has no plans to step down. This week, some members called for his resignation for the first time in his career. Carol, in the few moments we have left, I will ask you to take out your Justice Department crystal ball and tell me, I'll put you on the spot. Is Mike Madigan in trouble? Mike Madigan is in trouble, but wearing my Justice Department hat, if they don't have audio tapes, wiretaps, that take him into criminal behavior, and thus far we have seen none produced in indictments of others in this kind of surround sound of this investigation, then they won't indict him. They are risk averse. If they don't have a 95% chance of a slam dunk, they don't, they don't put the ball in play. And so we've seen this, Phil, you and I and Marianne with so many other investigations, were they going to get Mayor Richard M. Daley? No, they got his uh, head of patronage but not him. They got others around him, but not him for anything. And so the feds, the feds try to climb the ladder. And in this investigation, they've climbed higher on the ladder of important people than I've ever seen before. Business people, legislative people, aldermanic people. But if, if they don't have the tapes, they don't have the case. A delicious story of a candidate who ran for office. And I can't tell you the name of the candidate, but a candidate who recently ran for office as a Democrat. And he called the speaker's office. And lo and behold, 10 minutes later, he received a call on his cell phone. And hello, it's Mike Madigan. If you'd like to see me, come to my office Sunday afternoon at 2.30, park in the back, and come up the fire escape. So this candidate goes to the private office. The candidate parks his car. 
He's been told ahead of time, don't be shocked if he takes out an apple and starts to carve it. And don't be shocked if Alderman Marty Quinn is also in the room. So he arrives on that Sunday at the time that he's told and climbs up the fire escape and arrives and there to greet him is Alderman Marty Quinn. And he is, sits down to speak to the speaker and the speaker says, why, you know, why are you running? What do you, how, how do you think you're going to, uh, this, is, this is a candidate who is going to oppose uh, the incumbent in a primary. And do you think you have enough money for this race? And how are you gonna win the black vote? This is peppered with questions. And of course, during the middle of the questions, what happens? Mike Madigan takes out the apple. And carves it and eats the apple in front of him while they have this discussion. And at the end of the meeting, Madigan tells the candidate who's going to oppose an incumbent, I'm going to stay out of this race. I'm not sure I could really help or hurt you, but I'm just, I'm not going to take a stand. Well, that's really what this candidate needed since he's running against the incumbent. And he climbed back down the staircase and left and said it was right out of a movie scene. The Godfather the godfather and he is the godfather of illinois politics yes he is carol marianne thank you very much you're welcome it is important that we note that while mike madigan has been referenced in the ongoing federal investigation the speaker has not been charged with any crime this has been the illinois voters guide your source for news on decision 2020 Carol Marine and Marianne Ahern, I'm Phil Rogers. <laughs>